This is To The Point with Marcus Anna, where we cut through all the noise to discuss the things driving the world of automotive sales and service. Let's get to it. Powered by Rocket. Satisfying luxury buyers is no easy feat, especially in today's highly competitive market. As Mario Ortelli, managing partner at Ortelli & Company, a consulting agency for high-end luxury goods and retail, put it in a 2021 report by Luxury Society, quote, consumers are becoming more and more sophisticated and more discerning. And so for the luxury companies, that means that the competition is getting more and more intense, end quote. Nowhere is that more evident than in the luxury automotive market which is expected to continue to grow from 8 to 14% annually through 2031, according to the Insight Group, McKinsey & Company. That's what makes Alfa Romeo's ascent to the top of the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Sales Satisfaction Index study, beating brands like Porsche and Lexus, so noteworthy. Even more impressive, Alfa Romeo showed the greatest improvement in the luxury segment, up nine places and 25 points from 2021. But how would the Italian automotive brand look to build on that momentum moving forward as the luxury market becomes even more competitive? To gain more insight on Alfa Romeo's impressive showing in the J.D. Power 2022 USSSI study, as well as the luxury brand's plans for the future, to the point managed to connect with Larry Dominique, Senior Vice President and Head of Alfa Romeo North America, as he was on the move preparing for the Los Angeles Auto Show. Larry, thank you for joining us on To The Point. Marcus, it's a pleasure. So this is pretty impressive. Um, I mean, Alfa Romeo beat out some pretty heavy contenders this year in this sales satisfaction index study. What do you attribute this this rise to the top, um, if you will. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the number one thing, Marcus, is focus. Um, so we 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 came together as a team a couple of years ago for the first time in a long time, kind of a dedicated Alfa Romeo team, and and we identified three key tenets of our success that we felt was important. Number one was customer satisfaction. Number two was quality, and everything we do—that's cars, processes, um, spare parts, whatever it might be—and the third one is making sure that our network is profitable and we're profitable and the focus on customer satisfaction has just been paramount in every communication we've had with the dealer and every process we've been developing it's just been a developing the right mindset i think what's what's really impressive especially when you when you mention the idea of, of, of customer satisfaction is the idea that you did this in the thick of a period where there have been some significant challenges um, as it relates to the industry specifically at the retail level how how do you how did you navigate that and, and pull this off? It's a, it's a great question. I guess the first thing I'd start out with is I have a relatively small network. We have 134 stores in the United States, and we're, we're because of our size, we're quite agile. You know, I know every every dealer. They all know me. They know my team. We know their teams, and we've been able to even through this craziness over the last couple of years. Uh, shortages, chip shortages, inventory challenges. Um, I've even had a challenge getting boats cars across the pond um, but we we able we really wanted to 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 work with our dealers to to focus on delivering a, a customer premium experience in everything we do and you know we moved up 
six positions last year. We moved up nine positions this year. Um, so you can see the progression we've had. And, um, you know, to be number one in, in premium is a, is a really strong tribute to the team and the network. Tell me about those dealership relationships, because um, considering that, like you said, that the network is slightly smaller, how does it how does it function a little bit differently that you when you talk about being able to be agile, especially when you look at sort of moving the brand forward? Yeah, another good question. So if you think about size, if you're selling cars in a relatively small network, every single customer experience matters. You can't get lost in some sort of big number, big denominator, if you want to call it. Um, in the surveys, every single survey counts for us, which means every customer interaction on the sales side or on the service side matters. And we spend a lot of time communicating to the dealers that this ability to deliver a premium customer experience starts with us in the brand or the manufacturer, if you want to call it. We have to live it. We have to breathe it. So when customers reach out to me and say they're having a problem, what do I do as the head of the brand to support that customer? And that trickles down to them as well. And, you know, we we spent, my team, my field team spends, you know, hours and hours every month reviewing customer surveys, reviewing customer experience um, feedback, and helping those dealers, again, that small dealer network, develop the right processes, the right mindset, even the right people to make sure that we're, we're, we're focusing on that customer experience every single day. Of course, we know at the heart of, of any any success in this business is great product. Yep. Um Talk about the, the current product lineup, if you will, and how that, that helps in these efforts. Yeah, so, you know, our current product lineup consists of, of two vehicles in, in, in sales right now, which is our, our Julia and our Stelvio. Julia is a D sedan and our Stelvio is a DSUV. And those vehicles have been in the, the showrooms for a few years. And the great news about that is the dealers know them, the customers know them, and they can focus on that. We're going to be launching our new Tonali, which is a C-segment crossover uh, in a few months. And that's going to bring a third vehicle into the portfolio. But, but with two products, um, we're able to, to focus on those two products. We're not, again, we're not diluting the brand. And our, our job or our goal is not just to have a vehicle in every segment for every single possible customer on the planet. It is to focus on those, the segments that are relevant, to have good volume and good throughput for the dealers. And, and that helps them understand that kind of demographic and psychographic associated with those vehicles. And that helps them understand what those customers desire and what they want. You know, if you if you look at the luxury segment, it's, it's changed quite a bit, um, probably over the past five years, if you will. Um, when, when you look at sort of how it has changed, has it made it a bit more challenging sort of navigating the future of Alfa Romeo? Hmm. And if so, how? You know, well, when you, when you think about the last few years, um, you know, I'm an engineer and I, I like math. <laughs> and when you look at the number of variables we're all being hit with, uh, whether it was COVID lockdowns, whether it was chip shortages, whether it's escalating raw material prices, um, and actually, you know, consumers that were living with with you know used car values that were shooting through the roof, so their their equity and everything was changing as well. So there's all these variables that are changing markets, and and. What that means for the future is, is this period of time is rapidly changing. We're seeing it already in the marketplace in the last six months. Used car values falling, uh, supply shortages waning. So we're starting to see more supply and more inventory. So what have we learned over the last couple of years that applies to making sure that we're going forward? And it goes back to those three tenets I talked about, which was customer satisfaction, quality, and profitability. 
we're focusing on those tenants, you'll notice what I didn't talk about is just pushing for market share. Because I believe market share grows organically with customer satisfaction and with treating the customers the right way and making money. You can invest in the future. You can invest in your network. The, the network can invest in your brand. And as you, you probably know, we're going to be making a pivot pretty soon or a metamorphosis into a pure EV brand. So I think that's going to give us the focus and kind of unique edge in the premium marketplace that we're not going to be diluted by trying to sell um, this blended powertrain scenario in the future. We're going to be able to focus on the customers, the behaviors, and the mindset of the electrification crowd. You know, you bring up an, an interesting point, though, the, the idea that um, in, in not not trying to uh, force the consumers into a brand like Alfa Romeo um, and moving towards electrification where it just it just screams competitive. Right. Um, how do you do that? Like, how do you how do you navigate those waters? Is, is I'm starting from a great place. And what I mean by that is I'm already, of all the premium brands, the youngest demographic. Our average age is around 50 years old, which is five to six years younger than most of the German brands and much younger than some of the premium domestic brands. We already have a customer who buys us. The number two, the one and two purchase reasons they buy us is beauty and performance. And they like to be different than some of the other brands. They don't necessarily want to fit into the ubiquitous C-class crowd or three-series crowd, they want to be a standout, and it's part of their personality and lifestyle. So we're already starting from a good place. And the electrification future is going to actually give me the platforms, the powertrains, the diversity in my powertrains to deliver on different customer experiences, not only as a model, like a Tonali or a Stelvio or Julia, but even from a trim point of view. I can have a different electrification plan. I could have 300 horsepowers at the base model, and I could have 900 horsepowers for quadrifolio. So we have this ability through this electrification. And because our customers already want to be different, we are not thinking about electrified futures just going battery electric. First and foremost, they're Alfa Romeo. We're designing everything as Alfa Romeo first, the beauty, the performance. They just happen to be electrified. But that electrification allows us to be very focused in our marketing, very focused in our, our mindset, very focused in our customers. When, when talking about the, the marketing um, for Alfa Romeo, how, how do you go about sort of reaching reaching those consumers without necessarily discussing specific campaigns or initiatives? But what what becomes pivotal in terms of how you are connecting with with that demographic? It's, it's a great question. I actually think the last two years with the lockdowns, with the, the lack of ability to go face to face and do some of the things you historically been able to do, we've gotten smarter smarter in the use of data and metrics associated with uh, marketing, digital marketing in particular. Well, we've, but we've, what we focused on the last few years with Alpha has been lower funnel kind of demand driving um, marketing, primarily because we, you know, we were small. We were trying to grow, uh, trying to become more profitable. But I think now what you're going to see is we're going to take all that learning. Um, and, and you're not going to see me um, running out to do Super Bowl ads. What you're going to see is you're going to see Alpha Romeo being very smart. We're going to be focusing on digital um, streaming video national national kind of advertising to grow awareness for the brand, but it's going to be very targeted. And that allows us to be much more frugal, smarter with our dollars, and get greater reach out of that. Because if you look at our brand, we're not necessarily a truly national brand at this point in time. Our awareness is kind of low. Our opinion is relatively moderate. We're trying to grow those elements of our business. Um, 
you know, I have really good market share in New York, New Jersey, South Florida, Southern California, but I need to, I want to really want to expand my reach in the Midwest, North Midwest, you know, Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas. And I think these new marketing tactics are going to help us really grow in those markets. You know, you, when you talk about expanding, expanding the brand, there is right now this, this sort of mystique to Alfa Romeo, right? There's this sort of, uh, and I think you sort of talked about it earlier. There's this uniqueness. Um, are you are you a little concerned that that uh, granted, I mean, you want more market share, but are you a little concerned that you might lose an element of that? If not, how do you balance that? How do you navigate that? It, it's a good question. If, if if we break out demographics and psychographics, the question is how many people truly want to be different. But what I have found is when people start to see uniqueness or scarcity, which is what Alpha is today. Um, people have a tendency to want it. And to your point, as we grow, I'm, I don't think we're in a rush to to push for a market share, which is going to make us relatively ubiquitous in any given segment. We're still going to be the challenger. We're still going to be the outlier from the standpoint of what we promise to the customer and we deliver from a lifestyle point of view. You're not going to blend in. You're going to stand out. You're going to stand out in design. You're going to stand out in performance. And it's performance inherent to the designs of our vehicles. I mean, if you drive even the base Stelvio or the base Julia today, it's already a better performing vehicle than almost all of the mid and upper range vehicles of our competitors. So it's inherent to us to have that kind of blend of, of beauty and performance. And I think what you're going to see with our, our new designs coming down the road, Marcus, you're going to see this, this blend of heritage as well. We have 112 years of history with this brand, uh, at least in Europe we do. And we really want to bring that simplicity and the beauty that we've had for 112 years into the future of electrification as well. Our new lead designer, Alejandro, um, he's a true believer that why do electrified vehicles just have to look like EVs? Why do they have to be different? Why can't they just be beautiful? And that's where we're planning to go. You know, speaking of the uh, the data, that that approach that you're taking to data um, from, a, from a research standpoint, has there been anything interesting um, or What's well, I'm sure there's been a lot of interesting. Well, what has been your biggest takeaway? I think would be a better question from some of that data as it relates to to your uh, consumer, your buyer. It's it's a great question. Um, I'd say you know we started some very simple data, right? We look at cross shop behaviors, we look at um, sales per dealer, we look at our market share or their purchase reasons in certain markets. I think the data, the first for me, the data was allowed us to do is understand alphas. Um, the way people are 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 defining Alfa Romeo in different markets. Um, what is why why you know I ask my why is Miami a three and a half percent market share for me and Chicago's a point eight percent market share? And you start to drill into the wants needs of the customers. And I think that data has really helped us. We have simplified our lineup of our, our product offerings. We're not trying to over complexity the world anymore. Data has driven us to to making those decisions. Um, we're we're starting to focus our marketing better to focus on those elements that customers, that seem to matter to customers who, who like what we offer from an alpha point of view. Um, and as we're constantly also looking at, at things like our transaction prices versus everybody else. Um, so you're looking at the data every single day. The, the question, the key thing with data is you don't want, you don't want the data. You don't want to come up with a hypothesis and go dig the data looking for the answer. You want to let the data guide you. So don't try to re refine what the data is telling you. Listen to the data and then use that data to your benefit. Wow. So in, in closing, if 
if if you could how 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 do you see the future of the brand moving forward yeah so so I, I, the beauty of it it's it's an exciting future we've talked about the fact that we're going to have five products in our portfolio we've got a product launched globally every year for the next six years so it's it's really bringing first of all in north america the right products in the right segments in our network and finally have the right number of volumes in the right segments to truly compete um, at a consumer level and at a dealer level. So that's going to be key for us. The second thing is the electrification pivot, our ability to leverage electrification to develop that alpha DNA for the next generation. So that's going to be really critical for us as well. But key to this whole thing, and we you, you've seen it over the last two years with our growth in SSI and CSI performance, you're, you're, you're seeing our, our positioning of the brand as a truly premium brand. It's a part of a premium customer experience. And if we treat customers the right way and continue to do that, you're going to see Alfa Romeo growing very rapidly. I think growing in a healthy way. We're not going to be pushing it. We want organic. We want to grow for the right reasons. Because if you grow for the wrong reasons, then at some point somebody has to pay the piper. And we want to make sure we're making the right decisions for ourselves and networking the customers throughout the entire route. Wow. Great insight, Larry. Thanks again for taking the time to, to talk with us at, to the point. Uh, I know you're traveling, so making that time to squeeze us in, we really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure, Marcus. Now, back to the noise.